Morning, everybody. Great, great morning. What's up, Caleb? Hey, what's up, Coop? Bro, like, really? You doesn't kill my vibe like that? Hey, what's up, Coop? Got it. Some people uh, like my personality, Cooper. I don't know. Well, that that's... <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Touche. I got, I got nothing for that. <laughs> hey, good morning. Hope you're doing well. Hope the family's well. Um, everything's great on my end. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great, man. Can't, uh, can't complain, dude. Just, uh, another Monday, another Monday. DGIM. Uh, to, to, to I get almost sent you a snap, uh, by the way. I decided, nah, better not. I'm back to my old ways. A, what do you mean a, a snap? A snap? What was Snapchat. it? Snapchat. I know. I, I know. You know my Monday morning routine. Oh, oh, man. With the pool, <laughs> I like I said, I didn't send it. So you good, good. I, you might have yep. gotten some grief, but it's all good. Yeah, man. Hey, not hey, not everyone, not everyone got that luxury, man. I appreciate it. Always <laughs> push me to be better, bro. It's all good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Should we? Uh, let's anything, let's, let's get it snapping, man. Just go. We just we should just get in. Let's rock it. All right, let's go. Good morning, everybody. Caleb, bring in our guests for today. Hey, everybody. Today on Shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb, we have the pleasure of talking to a good friend, a good mutual friend of ours, uh, Lucas Albers. Lucas, welcome to the show, man. Uh, excited to be here with you guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate your time, man. Coop, Coop, was, uh, Coop usually gets more hype, so... I'm, bro, is everything let, okay? Let, let's not start today, bro. Let's, Damn, let's not cool. start. You already didn't bring no energy in the intro. <laughs> okay, so let's not let's not even let's not even. Okay. Uh, and the first question we always ask is who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and then maybe dig into a little bit of the why. What's your why? Sure. Um, so full name Lucas Frederick Elbers. Uh, like Caleb said, I'm a mutual friend of both of them. Uh, me and Coop played back in college hey. at NDSU. Uh, Coop still is one of the most athletic dudes I've ever come across in my life. Um, come on, Luke. This is your, this is your podcast. I'm not even playing around. But he <laughs> doesn't – notice how I say athletic. I'm not saying you had hands as a receiver. I'm just saying you're athletic. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And uh, I know Caleb. Caleb was a, a gracious realtor of mine. Uh, and a good buddy of mine, we play ball a few times together. And uh, I guess a little bit about me. I mean, as a, as a professional, uh, I work as a phar- pharmaceutical rep for AbbVie uh, here in the Twin Cities. I cover Minnesota, North Dakota. Um, that's kind of like my day-to-day. Um, outside of that, I guess what uh, I kind of divide into like what my business is personally. Um, I'm an up-and-coming real estate guy right now. I uh, just made the first jump into a multifamily home here in the Twin Cities. Um, you know, outside of that, just trying to collect as many assets as possible in different channels and different silos. Um, if I would to define myself as to who I am and kind of what my mantra is, I'm a riser, man. Like anything that mm. takes me to the next level, um, I'm going to do it and I'm going to go for it. Um, that's where I'm at. Um, it took me a bit in my life to get to this, this mindset. Um, I'll tell you that much. Um, it took a lot of hard work and a lot of just, you know, train myself how to think, um, and using the right things around me and the tools to make myself into that. Um, but that's definitely what I am and the why, um, I mean, I, I come from humble beginnings. Um, I had two gracious parents that did everything for us kids, me and my siblings. Um, it was never like we were struggling, struggling, Um, but we were never really comfortable and I know what that feels like. And I just, I know what my future wants to be. So I'm doing everything possible to Mm. uh, get to where I want to be with that. You you had a lot of great buzzwords in there, but I'm going to let Cooper go first. Oh no, man, that was great. We should just cut cut the podcast short. (laughs) I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, 
All right, Luke. Uh, okay, so how do you want us to call you, Luke or Lucas? Luke's good. Luke. Luke's okay, yeah. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, can I ask? Uh, you know, you you went to college. You, you know, graduated. So, mm-hmm. what made you want to do a sales job? So for me, when I first got done with ball, um, I had a very, very brief stint of opportunity at the professional level. And once that creek ran dry, I, I had some networking already set up um, within medical sales um, from the great, I mean, network bubble around NDSU alumni. And really at the base foundation of that, I knew it was my quickest opportunity to make some significant capital. Um, and to start to start doing it into an industry that really aligned with who I was as a person, um, that high in energy, high intensity, you know, go, go, go work ethic. Um, and it was an easy translation for me um, to kind of pour everything that I define myself as as an athlete into the industry of sales. Um, and I tend to also be a very kind of like chill dude as well. Um, and that's almost a, something you don't find in sales. So I thought it could be a little bit different in it. Um, mm. And so far, so good. Not a lot of challenges. Learn, you learn a lot about yourself working in sales. I mean, I'm still very young in my career in it, um, but you really do. Um, you deal with a lot of different people um, and you learn to deal with a lot of different people and you learn a lot about yourself as you're dealing with those different people. But to sum it up, I mean, quick capital, man. You can make really good capital capital and gains um, through sales. Um, and if you're working for the right company, and a lot of good experience right out of the gate, for sure. There's so many different little questions I'm going to ask, but I'm, I'm going to rewind it first. Um, okay. and thank you for sharing everything, too. Uh, I want to go back into the current mindset that you have. And the word you used is a riser, which... Cooper and I have gotten to interview a ton of really cool people. And I even think that Cooper and I, like we, we listen to other podcasts, we read other books. Right. And I've never heard anybody use He's that term before. He's the first. For He's sure. the, how did you coin that? And like, can you get into more specifically what it means to you? Like you said, you always want to level up. Like, first of all, it sounds awesome. But then like, personally, what does that mean to you? For sure. For sure. So, 85% of the things that I say or I quote unquote coin come from somewhere else. I'm never going to take credit from somebody else that said it first. Um, some of the things I do, I like to think I make up myself, but also there's a microcosm of everything that I've consumed around me. Um, but it comes from uh, Zach Bryan's song but called Head and South. I'm um, right in the opening line. He's like, we got a riser in the midst. Uh, he was kicked mm. in the streets, mm. wasn't fed and well, fed to the wolves. Um, and he became a different person to do what he loved to do. Oh, so that's where that. I, I like, I embraced that. Honestly, like I heard that song for the first time and I was like, shoot, like if there was a term that I'm going to cling on to, I'm going to cling on to that one. Um, and I'm going to start going by that to get me through what I'm going through. And um, what that means to me um, really is never stop learning. Um, always, always be a sponge always be open to new ideas. Um, Coop, you can probably relate to this or re- this might remind you of, you ain't never got it, never. Um, and that comes from yeah. that comes from Coach P and Coach Roll and most of the NDSU staff when we played ball was, you're watching film and you're getting critiqued on what you just did out in the 95 degree weather in August on Dakota Field. And, you know, you take a wrong step here and there and coaches are kind of hounding you and the classic response is, yeah, coach, I got it immediately it's you ain't got it you ain't never got it and that's something i always take on mm. when i'm around other people um when i'm just looking to self-develop um and kind of take take myself somewhere is just always continue learning and never never think that you got it because there's so many different people out in this world and so many different ways to look at a problem and so many different ways to solve that problem that you might get to the same result but if you look at somebody else's way, how they got there, you're going to probably more, more than likely you're going to pick up something that's going to translate to a, to a ne- next problem or something that you're going to experience in the future. Mm-hmm. So like always, always have that bandwidth <clears throat> that you can fill with something. Um, Cause you're going to, 
every day you learn something, no matter what. And if you ain't, then that's your problem. Are you are you a big music <laughs> guy too? Do you do you draw like? Is that one of your main? So because I mean, you can get it from anywhere, right? Nature, reading, yeah. Yeah. people. Yeah, um, I'd say music's up there. Um, I love I love to read. Um, I love podcasts. Um, I love Audible. Like when I say I love to read, it's more mainly I, I like to listen yeah. to books. Honestly, yeah, uh, guilty, like, guilty. It's just it's so awesome just to like toss it on and like be just doing whatever. And you're like, oh, I just knocked out like three books in like a week. Like it's the best. Um, but I like music too. Um, music is, I mean, that's like the artistic side of me. Where if I was gonna draw anything from that, I just, you know, I love. I love a good drum and love a good guitar. Yeah. Mm. Can uh, can can we talk a little bit? You know, in your intro, you talked about your your mindset, and you said you've been. It's something that you've had to work on to get to where you are right now. Can you talk a little bit about that journey? You know, some things you had to overcome um, as far as your mindset goes. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, happy to share. And among like the long list of things that you continually battle through and people battle through. And I tend to be more vocal about stuff. And I love to like to share that story because somebody, somebody somewhere, anybody there's ups and downs and you always kind of need, uh, I get this from David Goggins. If you guys are familiar with that name, love, the love like, you need, love you need the cookie jar, like the cookie jar. Like you got to reach into that when you need a little bit more motivation. So I love to share what I use as tools um, in those tougher times to get through that. Um, but right away, um, I, again, I'm going to throw it a lot of people I've been listening to. I just, I'm late to the game. I just listened to Tim Grover. I just got introduced to him um, recently. Uh, he was Kobe's trainer and MJ's trainer. I'm sure you guys are familiar with him. Yeah. You heard of him? Yeah. Um, love, loved him. And, um, Oh, shoot, I, was kind of, I forgot where I was going with that. But anyway, um, so where the, the mindset kind of came into it was he, uh, he mentioned what Colby always said. was like winning is everything. And you got to put in the equation to win every single day. And Andy Frizzell is another guy that he's got like this, the happiness equation. But when I was at NDSU, all our teams did and Coop knows this, all we did was win. Like, I'm not saying that as like a, a cocky, confident thing. It's just, that's what we did. So we were never really exposed to losing. Our coaches did the best that they could to be like, to keep us in line and keep our mindset right, to keep our team kind of within itself um, to fight that complacency that you get with winning all the time. Mm-hmm. But the second that was done and that chapter was really close for me, real life starts. Yep. Real life is, real life's a lot of losing. And you can either take that as I'm losing consistently and I'm just a loser, or you can realize that every, every loss is a lesson and you never really, you never really lose. Like you're always, you're either winning or you're learning. And somebody said that, I don't know who, but somebody said that. And, and that's, that's something that I had to really learn um, early on once I was outside college. Like, how do I, how do I respond to these losses how do we respond to like smaller losses the bigger losses and how do i use that to continue me on my journey um and it, t- it to, took me back to to get to that mindset for sure do, do you do you have a couple stories from early on in your professional career where it was like big um just even memories or experiences like learning lessons from going through i mean sales right like sure you, you, no one's batting a hundred percent in sales, right? So, right, right. any or, or if they are, good for them. But uh, uh, any stories for, from that part of your life? One that jumps out to me um, was my first first gig, um, and I was a surgical capital equipment associate. So I was like a an assistant associate to a senior rep, and. Our, our relationship was kind of interesting. Um, he covered three states. I was living in Fargo at the time. He was in the Twin Cities. And he was always wrapped up with our business in Minnesota. So basically, like, once I was barely had my head above water, first gig out of college, he was like, all right, you just handle the Dakotas yourself. And you just mm. kind of run it out there. Um, 
looking back on it, I mean, I liked it because it's thrown to the fire. I mean, see what happens. But a lot of learning opportunities started with that. And <laughs> there was there's the first deal I ever was approached with um, as an opportunity because, you know, they request for pricing and such and so forth, not to dive into the industry too much, but basically they just put out a bid and then you come back with your trial of your equipment and your pricing and the best you can do for the surgical suites. And I was like, these docs are all friendly. Like they're our company friendly. They use all of our other reps, like our joint reps. They use all of our products on that side of it. This should be an easy win. And I tried to leverage, well, I shouldn't say I tried to leverage. I just thought that if I leveraged the relationship they already had with their current ortho reps, the joint reps, that I could just kind of slide this product in. Um, and it was a pretty significant deal. Um, it definitely would have hit us, hit our quota number uh, for that year because me and my senior rep, we worked underneath the same quota. Ultimately, we did reach our quota, but we could have reached it earlier um, if I, I didn't take the proper steps to close that deal and to win that deal. Um, I just kind of relied on, I relied on other people to do my work for me mm. and that bit me in the ass um, and lost that deal. Um, and that was a, that was a good lesson I learned right out of the gate that, you know, you got to do your own work no matter what. Mm. And the cool thing is, is none of us are done. You know, none of us are done learning either. Right. Like there's always, I think you said that like, you're gonna win. You're gonna win or learn, and that keeps going, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Love it. So, so you were talking about, uh, you know, losses, and you and you can you can either keep losing or or you can, um, figure out how to how to put a game plan together to win. And mm-hmm. so, for you, Luke, like what you know, what started turning turning your thought process over. Some of the books, I mean, that I read um, and the people I started listening to and and honestly, even some of like my quote unquote friends that I kept hanging around with, um, you are the company that you keep. And I think Grover says this too. I mean, winning winning is sometimes a very lonely sport to play. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. like, but you, you got to recognize there's a difference between being lonely and being alone as well. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. difference. There's a difference there. Um, and, you know, I really just, I started to really, really listen to what people were saying, you know, I'm like, you know, you get on that and when you're interacting with them, um, how they support you, how they motivate you, uh, people that I really wanted in my corner and it's that are genuinely wanting to be in my corner, um, keeping those people around me. Um, and not necessarily just completely cutting off other people in my life. Cause there's, I mean, I like, I love these, I love these guys, but they're just, there's not going to be the people that I hang out with all the time because there's a time and a place to see them. Um, so, you know, I think to simply like sum that up is you just kind of, you become mature you become an adult and really focusing on your goals and really, really, really dialed into my discipline on that. Um, in all those different avenues and not to pinpoint one thing, but like rich dad, poor dad was huge. Um, listening to that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really dialing in to where do I want to be at five years? Where do I want to be at 10 years? Um, not letting myself be distracted by fringe shiny things like tunnel visions. Um, and staying, staying dedicated and disciplined to my short-term goals, which, as you guys know, are ultimately going to let you reach your long-term goals. You're a big, out, you're a big outdoorsman, right, Luke? Huge outdoorsman. Huge outdoorsman. <laughs> and a lot of that is time spent alone. And yeah. I'm sure you're, you're reading some books, at parts of that too, right? But mm-hmm. a, lot of time, a lot of times it's probably just you in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what did the conversations like you know before to now that you have a little bit more of like a bigger vision for yourself honestly they weren't they weren't really happening before Mm. i was just kind of i was just kind of doing what i thought was right like i wasn't i was i was thinking 
what should I be thinking here? Not like, how should I be thinking in certain mm. situations? Mm. Um, and once I kind of made that flip of like, how do I want to think those conversations became a lot more relevant and a lot more purposeful and a lot more impactful to me. Um, Cause you're really training how you, how you approach different scenarios, something's presented to you and how you're going to think about it. Um, and that's like, you hit it on the head, Caleb, when you preface that question, I mean, sitting on a butte at, 3,500, 4,000 feet, just chilling by yourself as the sun comes up, looking for animals. You just need a lot of time by yourself. Yeah. Uh, and my, my, my job too, like I have a lot of windshield time and I call it self-reflection time. That's, that really is my accountability mirror that Goggins talks about and what got him to that level. Like when I'm just, whenever I'm by myself, I'm having those conversations and I've made it more of a goal of mine to continue those those quote-unquote self-talks versus just like i'm gonna listen to music for this next like two yeah. hours yeah like let's utilize this time to be super constructive whether that be i got some stuff in my mind i gotta kind of like talk it out and work it out or i'm consuming some sort of like podcast or audiobook something of that nature or calling a mentor and like being like hey this is what's going on like i i need some help here um mm-hmm. and that's that's where i'm at mm. so can i that's awesome. And, and then I, you know, and I know we're kind of asking the same questions or, or kind of touching on the same thing, but like, what was, what was that shift, I guess, that, okay, I have windshield time instead of listening to the music or doing whatever to being, you know, using that time to your advantage. You know, like, can you pinpoint it? I guess, yeah. Or did it just yeah no, hundred, no. I mean, not the specific date. I'd say, or the sure. certain time, um, but kind of the general area of my life was <laughs> when I realized, like, I wasn't just going to try to be another pawn in this. I mean, for a terrible analogy, like a pawn in the corporate game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, like I, I didn't, I didn't want to do that. Like right away out of college, I was like, awesome, great, stable job, good income, like making decent coin you're you're having fun like it is what it is then you're like i'm not trying to do this for forever you kind of see it for what it is and then you realize as like my discipline progressed of how much time i really do have outside of that Mm -hmm. and how much like what i call fake busy time i was dedicating to that job where it was like oh this is my job i have to be doing my job all the time when it was what was I really productive with when I was doing stuff for that position where I can allocate that to something outside of that role. Um, that's going to develop me in my personal business and what I am as a person versus what I am as a professional. If you, if you get what I'm saying. I, I, I love it. Not don't want to be a pawn in the corporate game. I, I have a Oof. selfish question. Coop. Can I, you, Coop knows I'm very selfish. Is this cool? Oof. I'm just, yeah, man, you can go. You can okay, go. okay, cool, cool. I also have a lot of windshield time. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's one of my biggest struggles, personally, is to keep myself accountable during that windshield time. And Zig Ziglar always said, um, you know, why, I mean, he always said motivation is like bathing. You know, we recommend it daily, right? Because it's so, like... Mm it's so hard to constantly be like, Oh, I should be working on something. Right. Um, mm-hmm. How do you hold yourself accountable to not just slough off that time? I, I love winning way too much. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a daily thing. Uh, every day is another opportunity to win that day. And the more you do it, the more you realize the formula of what it takes. Uh, everybody, loves the idea of winning. I'm sure you guys heard this a million times, read it a million times, said it a million times is, you know, everybody likes to win until they realize what it takes to win. Yeah. And they're going to, they're either going to shy away from it or they're going to try to find a route. That's maybe a shortcut to get there. And honestly, in today's world, sometimes there's multiple routes to get there and a shortcut might produce the same result. But the person that takes the harder route or the route that's going to really teach them something is going to reap a lot more benefits from that experience than what they're doing. And, you know, I just, I, I developed my own formula for what a win is in a day. And mm. there's just kind of the base things 
of what I'm doing because there's so many things throughout a day that you have no control over. There's so many variables. Um, and that's, that's a lesson I learned from hunting. I mean, you're, you're trying to interject yourself in a natural order and the, like how nature works. Too many things to try to control. And you got to learn the patience and the understanding of what that means. And I translated that lesson from what I learned out in the field to just what I do on my day-to-day life. And you can control what you need to control and what you can control. And to, for me, that's just my win formula of, you know, get up, get to the gym, get a sweat in, accomplish what I wrote down for my daily tasks. And then every night I can go to bed and lay my head in a pillow saying today was a win and wake up tomorrow and do it all over again. Eyes got big when you said daily tasks. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was, yeah. There was a lot there and I, I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to ask Luke, how do mm-hmm. you, so like you said, we, we all love, we all love winning. So what does, how does Luke bounce back from a day that wasn't a win? Oh, good question. It's a great question. Uh, usually that looks like me sweating and moving my body, lifting heavy things running around as I'm thinking through that and as I'm downloading what that loss was. And I'm putting that in a place where I can use that for my future self um, and learning the lessons from that. Um, And that's like, that's another thing, kind of a tangent here, but when I listen to like audible books, when I listen to podcasts, when I listen to speakers, um, when I listen to other people talk, like I, I nab on to ideas and I love what people say, but I take that and I kind of store it in a different file. And then when I have those, those self-reflection times and I have that alone time, I'm saying that to myself in my own words, because then I'm actually like, I'm really consuming it then I'm telling myself, that's how I want to think. That's how I want to do it. Um, and then I actually remember it other than that. Cause like you hear these things and you hear these little sayings and one-liners growing up or even nowadays, but you don't really understand what it is until you really need it and what it, what that saying actually is. Um, and that's when I get the most of it is when I can actually say that to myself, I'm going to have that time to do it. Love it. Can, can you, can we just touch on a little bit about the power of uh, writing down your task or goals daily? Yes. That's huge, dude. It's huge. Um, I started that, I mean, a couple of years ago, I was, I always thought that I could just keep a mental list of things. Um, and that's not the case. Um, not at all. Uh, to stay organized, stay disciplined, uh, write it down. hundred um, uh, percent. The, whatever the connection is between your, your mind and writing it down, seeing it, visualizing it. And then at the end of the day or at the end of that task, checking that off and crumple up that piece of paper and throw it into the garbage saying, I accomplished that. There's, few things that are better than that especially on a reoccurring daily weekly monthly basis Mm. 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 there's Mm. so much data for it i I don't know the exact stats but it is kind of crazy that just by writing something down um you know the chances of winning as you as the word we're using go Mm -hmm. way way up um Are you afraid or do you ever have, have goals that you're afraid of? And are they, are they weekly goals? Are they five-year goals? Um, any fear with setting big goals? So I try, I try not to use a few words in my vocabulary ever. Fear is one of them. Um, <laughs> my bad. Can't, can't is another. Um, mm. And like can't, can't's the number one for me. Um, can't can always be a how can I. Or I will not. Right. Like it's one, it's one of the two. Um, it's never, I can't do this. It's always a will not, or how can I, um, fear is one that's kind of like a one B for me. Cause it's silly not to have fear. Um, fear is a motivator. Uh, I've put that equation, um, learned what that equation is for me and what that process is for me. Um, to recognize that fear is just false emotions appearing real. And like that's what it is um and knowing 
that it is just false until you can just kind of conceive and comprehend what it really is. And then once you see it for what it is, you realize there was no reason to ever be scared of it at all. And to, to your question, Caleb, like, do I have goals that put fear in me? Um, not necessarily fear, but lofty goals, set high goals, always, um, that might be unattainable currently. But as you kind of build that foundation and build that track to that goal, you're going to realize how obtainable it is. And you might end up freaking moving it even farther away just to keep going. Um, oh, and that's, I've kind of always been like that. I get that. I get that from my mom. Honestly, she's like that. Um, and I can pinpoint that for sure. Set lofty goals and you never want to come in underneath of what you're trying to achieve, but sometimes that happens. And then sometimes it's, a, it, you got to accept what it is. And, uh, one of uh, recently, my favorite line that correlates to this is from can't hurt me by Goggins is we never, it's, it's about preparation, but it kind of ties into this. You never rise to the occasion. You always fall to your training. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And when I heard, like, when I heard that, I was like, damn, <laughs> like, yes. Some Kobe mode. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Like lock in, dial in, strap in, let's go. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Can we can we talk um, about your recent purchase? Um, yeah, real estate. Like, what you know? What made you want to start that? And and yeah, just let's talk about it. Yeah, so that was a uh, something that you know you're you're learning. I was learning what I wanted to do outside of my quote unquote profession, and where can I where can I invest for my future? Where can I build a foundation, build some stepping stones in my future and started doing research, um, looked at mentors and friends. And it seemed like a, a very aptitude thing for me to do, um, to get into it. And I, I had a great network of friends, um, and new friends, Mr. Caleb Carlson that I met along the way that taught me so much, um, about it. And, it really was an avenue that I, I knew plenty of people that were doing it. And I knew I had people around me that I could, I could lean on and they were more than willing to share uh, information with me about it. And it's just, ultimately it's, it's a stepping stone for what I, what I want in my future. Um, you know, that long, that long-term investment and making your money work for you. Um, like, I think that was, that's the easiest, easiest way to sum that up. It was the, it was a good way to make a decent chunk of my capital work for me uh, versus working for my money. Any, any, uh, I haven't asked you this before, any mental hurdles you had to overcome? Uh, any, anybody in your circle that maybe you had to stop listening to? Uh, one that comes to mind, honestly, my stepdad, uh, not necessarily like stop listening to, but just having to strain out what advice he was giving me. Uh, so my stepdad, uh, union carpenter for his whole life, his whole life, he would buy a home and ultimately would what we would call flip to home, but he would buy a, a fixer upper. He's a super, super handy. He'd fix it up himself, live there for five, six years, sell it, take that roll to the next house over and over mm -hmm. and over again. Mm -hmm. So he's pretty familiar with, with that, that game. Um, but that game you know, it's not, not the same anymore. So a guy that is just kind of, I mean, in the eighties, nineties and giving me advice about what's going on back then doesn't necessarily always translate to current times. So it wasn't, it wasn't something that I completely shut off, but it's kind of strained out for what it is. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, luckily it's, I was at that point in my life when I made this decision and made this investment that I already really filtered out like my quote unquote friendly haters that I had yeah. in my life. Ooh, that's a good word. Um, and I didn't really have to deal with a lot of that when I did this. All I, when it happened, I mean, all I was feeling was support and love for it. So that was, it was awesome. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I, I got to interject Coop. I'm sorry, man. Well, I'm, I'm not talking bro. I know you're going no. on. Your no. I, yep. So I own a couple every time. That I've either had, you know, a realtor working for me or a wholesaler working for me, or if I'm working for myself and I get mm -hmm. that news, like, hey, congrats, 
they're going to take your offer for some, for some reason. Uh, my personality is always like, what? Uh, oh, I didn't think they were going to. Did you have a moment like that? I don't think I asked you. This. Uh, definitely. With how things were going, like for our sale of putting in multiple offers here and there. And like, I didn't have the like, like the oh shit moment, I guess. Excuse my language a little bit, but like, <laughs> not, not initially. I'll say this honestly, like not initially, but then after like, it kind of got closer and closer and closer to that closing date. And I was like, oh damn, this is like happening. This is like <laughs> happening. Like, all right. And I just had to like take a little bit of a time and like almost like meditate on it and be like, yes, it's happening. Let's, let's go. Like, this isn't like, you know, going to that fear state of like, no, this is awesome. Like, let's use this as motivation. So, uh, not initially, but definitely closer to that date of, all right, you got to start lining up your move. You're getting your finances in order. Like, let's go. Like, oh, shit. Long time my, coming. My, my thing my thing was always like, all right, I need to go back to these numbers really quick. Make sure. Right. Uh, <laughs> I got to go with these numbers. Really <laughs> let, me go, let me go look at the property again. Like, yeah, which, yeah. Which, which Wait, did, I, did I look at that one? Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, because you're putting an offer and you're still like looking at all these other properties and then you're like, oh, that might be one. Oh, wait, we got an offer on that one? Accepted? Okay, let me rewind. Hold on. Yeah, that, that's hilarious. Yeah. So so that was obviously a big goal you accomplished. Uh, is, there, yeah. is there a goal that you have coming up that you'd be willing to share with Coop and I, just something you're working on right now? Yeah. So it's, it's still kind of involved with this, um, with this property, um, still kind of putting the, the finishing touches on really getting settled and what I, what I envision of the future of this place being. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's taken up a lot of my, my, my current time. Um, but you know, I always, always open to new, new opportunities and new channels uh, down the road. I mean, I've, I've been looking at like vending machines and like coin laundry and you know, mm. stuff like that. Um, so not necessarily on the property, but anywhere else in the cities. Um, right. And right. like I said, any, anything that takes me to, I mean, that next level sort of say, or kind of progresses me further and to use a rich dad, poor dad quote, that's not a liability, but an asset in my portfolio. Like mm-hmm. I'm all about it. And I love love the time that I have to look at those opportunities nowadays. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, is there any advice you would uh, give your younger self, Lucas? Hmm. Say your eighteen year old self. Mm-hmm. Um. This might sound weird, but like, like don't ever lose your confidence. I would tell him that. Um, I was a very confident child, a very confident preteen, a very confident preen. That is a preteen, sorry. A very confident teen. Um, and you never, I was never given the advice of prepare to be humbled at some point. But that doesn't mean that you lose your confidence and your swagger ever. Um, hold on to that and know that when you're humbled, it's just a little bit of a knock to make you even more stronger. Um, my mom would always try to keep me in check, bless her soul, of, you know, I have a good basketball game, have a good football game, perform well and something. And she'd pull this imaginary pin out of her pocket and pretend to pop my head so my head wouldn't get too big. (laughs) (laughs) I always, I was like, ah, it's not necessary, but it helped, it helped me keep me in check, honestly. Um, But then, you know, when you have certain moments in life where you kind of learn, learn what losing is and learn what those, those lows in life are, uh, what brings you out of that is your confidence and your swagger. Um, And it's part of that's your ego too. Um, ego can be a finicky thing too much of it can be bad and not enough of it can be detrimental, but there's yeah. a fine balance between all of that. And I think that'd be the advice that I'd give if I'm 18, um, right there, just never lose that uh, no matter what, cause that's going to carry you through, um, your self-love and your self-confidence is what, what brings you through, uh, those tougher times. That that's unique. I think it really relates to, to sports and sales too. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. it, it, you. You gotta be able to look people in the eye still. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. 
That's a good point. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned multiple books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Relentless, Tim Grover, Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins. You can't use any of those three. Uh, okay. What's a book you've read recently that you really like? What'd you get out of it? Would you recommend it? Uh, definitely. So another guy, uh, Simon Sinek, if you've heard uh-huh. him before, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. you know, yep. he's all about finding your why, your purpose. Um, I'm reading, I'm actually reading that book. Um, soft soft cover uh leaders eat last um hmm. i'm only a cu- couple chapters into it but i'm already in love with it so far um and it's it's really you know tying into the you serve others to serve yourself and i'm really really pulling a lot out of it just in the first few chapters um another guy honestly would be andy frazella from first form uh it's a supplement company uh i don't like to recommend him most of the time because he's super political on a lot of this stuff sure. as well. Um, but he's got, if you, if you kind of sift through and filter through all that, like he's got some really good stuff, uh, super high energy. Um, and really, really, if you're looking for a kick in, kick in the butt, you listen to like one of his little 10, 12 minute podcasts, like just like Jocko Willink, like yeah. some of his stuff too. Like you just listen to five minutes of that, like, boom. All right, let's go. Like I'm ready to take on the world. Like I've completely, completely switched in a different mindset right now. I was um, always the guy that took criticism really well. Like it would make me work mm-hmm. much harder. And I feel mm-hmm. like guys like that, like, you know, they help me shift yep. really quick. Yes. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Like that's, you gotta be able to take criticism. Well, um, you, you motivate it. And I'm, I'm definitely like that too. I'd rather, I'm not interested in some sort of like empty affirmation telling me I'm doing a good job when I'm not doing a good job. Really? Like I'm myself, big a critic, everybody that's a type a, everybody that's an athlete, they're going to be hard. They're going to be the hardest on themselves than anything. And yep. that's probably, that's one thing. That's a bugaboo of mine. I don't know if you ever asked like a, what, I, what I makes think you, my, you, you said it though. Uh, you said, uh, you know, when you're out, you know, in mini camp or whatever, like or a spring football, Right? Mm-hmm. and you're getting critiqued. I mean, that was a testament to the coaching staff and the program that NDSU had, right? Is like yeah. you had a bunch of really talented guys that were able to take nitpicks, you know? Mm-hmm. Had to. Had to. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Coop, what you got? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – I mean, I I got nothing else. This was – this was great. Um. It's great. It's great to see the uh, to know more about the man behind the uh, all the hunting picks I see on on uh, IG. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. That's cool, and it's it's also pretty neat. And I was gonna say this earlier that I love guys like you, Luke, because even on your free time, like when you're hunting, you're still you're still trying to make yourself better. You're still you're still trying to figure out how you can translate lessons out in the field, you know, when you're hunting, how you can translate lessons from there into your real life. And like those, I mean, those are you know, you can't you can't teach that. You can learn it, but I mean you you it's something that you gotta teach yourself ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty cool, man, that you that you do that. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I think you hit it right in the head. Uh, yeah. always always learning, no matter yeah. what the situation. Oh yeah, there's always something to gain. For sure, for sure. That's all I got, Caleb. Uh, Luke, thanks for your time, man. If anybody wants to connect with you, what's the best way to get in touch? Social media, email, phone. I mean, what what are you willing to share? Yeah, uh, if anybody wants to get at me and have a conversation, or if anything sparked your interest, and I seem like a guy you want to talk to or anything, um, just hit me up on Graham. Um, it's a underscore l b e r s. So it's my last name with a underscore in between the A and the L. Um, like I said, my whole gram is basically just me hunting. So take that, <laughs> take that for what it is. <laughs> but uh, more than I'll give that over. So like somebody like if there's anybody else to blow up my phone or anything. But yeah, I'm um, I'm always inspired, man. I'm always inspired. Good, good. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I, I thank thanks you guys for having me on. Uh, honestly, I, I love chopping up with you guys and kind of. I made the joke in the group text, like peeling back the onion a little bit. And oh, you did, you did, you did. I'm always, I like it. 
I'm always about that. I always love and embrace those opportunities uh, with people because that's like a true, real conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, it's not mm-hmm. just a not just a surface level, like it's subcutaneous. You're underneath, you're actually talking about true stuff and everybody can relate to that no matter what. Um, when <laughs> I find it funny, especially in sales, like sometimes you have these, the small talk conversations, but you really don't feel any connection. And the second you bring up actually like a real topic, then it's like, oh, okay, I can see you as a person now. Like we can see yeah. each other. Um, yeah. And you make that, you make that connection. Then it's like, now we're talking um, and something's happening here. So I appreciate y'all for having me on here and giving me that opportunity uh, to do that. And for anybody to listen, I hope, I hope you gain something um, and continue to gain something from these two knuckleheads. Cause they got a lot to, they got a lot to give and you got, they got a lot to learn uh, from the two of them. I know I sure, I sure did um, at somewhat different points in my life, but Coop, you're always a dude that I looked up to in college. Um, I still, still tap in with you and Caleb, obviously recently and everything that you helped me out with to Take get this first rental hey, property and all that, bro. It's like, it was, <laughs> It was good stuff, man. And I appreciate you. And um, I, that's all I got. I hope, I hope y'all can uh, learn something from these two because I know I did a lot. So no, man, we, we, we love uh, we love any opportunity to build a relationship, man. So yeah, sure, that's all it is. It's man. definitely Thank worth you. our time. Good stuff. Good stuff. Cool. Good stuff. All right, Coop, you got what you need? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> thanks, Coop. <laughs> all right. Thanks, fellas. Have a good night. Take it easy. Good day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another great episode. What was your favorite part? All of it. Um, false emotions appearing real. That's the first. I never heard of the false the the uh, emotion part. Emotions part. Yeah. 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 That yeah, was- yeah. That was real. I was like, "Ooh, oh yeah, love it, love it, love it." I know, I know, it's a country song, but I'm still gonna give him um, his little risers line too. I thought that was awesome. Oh, that was awesome too, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, man, just a just another guy just figuring figuring out um the game, and it's it's crazy. Um, once you can see the system for what it is, and understanding that hey you you got a future too like and and you need to take steps to go get yours go get go get your future go create your thing right and um i just i just love the mindset and the mentality um you know of him and and you know during the conversation you know he he had to get there Right. I mean, it's it's not it's not easy, but um, I feel like once you realize that, again, this is just a big game. We, we, we are all in it, but understanding that, hey, I can understand I'm in the game, but how can I use the game to my advantage? And, you know, listening to Luke's story and the things that he's doing he's purchasing assets um not hanging keep, out keeping it top of mind keep keeping it top of mind and like understanding that his time is his is his asset right so he's using his time to hey how can i better myself like i know i got my job but like this free time i have like i can work on luke, luke. i can work on luke's goals and dreams during this time um and you know i was I don't know how many times I said it on this podcast, Caleb, but man, r- writing down your your goals, your daily task, um, like if you get nothing from this podcast, at least start writing down your goals every day and every night. Like that, I think it was like a crazy. I think I don't know which book we read. I think it was probably uh, what's her face. Everything is figure out. Figure outable. I think I you're think- right. I think it was what was it like? I think it was like fifty percent. It was it's a crazy different. stat. Yeah. It's a crazy stat by fifty percent chance to succeed just if you write it down. Just if you write it down, and like it gets you in the right mind for the day, like for the week, and you have direction on where you're going and and the purpose. You start making things have a purpose in your plan. Like 
again, listen to Lucas' story. Like, his job has a purpose for his dream, not the other way around. He's using his job to get to his goals. And, uh, man, it's it's dangerous when you get that mindset. And, like, he's dangerous right now. <laughs> yeah, he, he – uh... Man, anytime you buy a duplex, you know, it, it, when you're younger, you you literally just you literally just made a move that 98 percent of your generation isn't gonna do, you mm-hmm. know. And and because mm-hmm. you made this move, what's the next move you're gonna make? You know that the other 98 percent can't do because they didn't make your move. So. He's obviously going to do big things, cool things, you know. Just, just by, just by, you know, listening to Robert Kiyosaki, you know, by making sure he's buying an asset, not an Aston Martin, you know, things like that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm done after that line, bro. Um, that's like the line of the year, right there. I'm done. Yeah, well, it's good. It's good. We had a good pot. Great, great <laughs> podcast, Coop. <laughs> Uh, anything, anything before we shut down? Hey, we got a book club. If you want to follow along with us, just shoot us a text, DM message. Uh, we, we put out a book club every month to try to keep each other accountable and be smart. And then, uh, Cooper would like some negative feedback. If you have it, send it to him only. Um, that's all I got. You're unbelievable. I swear. That's um, the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Coop. Thank you. Um, please, rate, too. please, <laughs> please rate, uh, subscribe, leave a review. Um, yeah, that's all I got, man. Um, see you next week, everybody. See you next week, Coop.